In today's episode, I interview Bonnie Greiner, mom of eight kids, five of whom are boys. We talk about six ways God changed her heart and her attitude as a young mom, and we also discuss how to prepare your heart, even now, to release your boys to be the men God created them to be. Welcome to episode 22 of Redeeming the Chaos. Hey mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Do you feel overwhelmed by the weight of responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and even our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. We boy moms gotta stick together, right? I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. Our guest today is an author, an inspirational speaker, a mom of eight, and a grandmother of 10. She has spoken for moms groups for over a decade, and she is the author of several books, including Recapturing the Joy of Motherhood and There's an Easier Way, 21 Ways to Lovingly Raise Your Children Without Regrets. Our episode today is the second half of a two-part episode. If you missed my first interview with Bonnie, please be sure to go back and listen to episode 21. I am so excited to welcome Bonnie Greiner back to our show today. Well, Bonnie, I am super excited to have you back on the podcast today, Redeeming the Chaos, and thanks so much for joining us again. I'm so excited to continue talking. I love talking about raising sons. They have they have just been such an important part of my life, and to hear that you have a podcast, especially for people with sons, was made me so excited. Well, we are super excited to have you back again. We just had so much to talk about that we decided to to have two episodes and invite Bonnie back um, to share with us again today. So if you didn't hear our last interview with Bonnie, please go back and check that out. Uh, there's a lot of great information and great encouragement. We just talked about some of the challenges of raising boys. We talked about just what it looks like to have that chaos in our homes and yet not be overwhelmed by it. And we talked about just some things that we could do differently as moms in in raising our sons and just being aware of how God made them and 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 how we can parent them a little bit better. So today, Bonnie told us that she has some really great encouragement for moms of boys. And I would love to hear, how would you encourage moms of young boys who might just be feeling overwhelmed right now, who are feeling overwhelmed by the chaos in their homes, by the noise, by the messes, by the fighting, by the, <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> oh, I love, I love this question. And in the spirit of Titus two, when I was raising my four young sons, I could not find an older woman. I knew the Bible said there should be older women helping me learn to love my husbands and love being at home. And if there's something in the Bible, there's a reason for it. 
And so if there was a reason to teach young moms to be lovers at home, then there had to be a reason why. And that's because there were oftentimes, as I said in the last episode here, the last podcast, I was an angry young mom. My frustration with just the messes and the noise and everything that you just said caused me to do a lot of yelling. And at one point, I looked in one of my son's eyes. He was three at the time. The oldest might have been about six. And I saw hurt and rejection after I had yelled at him. And I repented to him. I asked God for help. And I happened to be pregnant. That pregnancy ended in a stillborn son. And I asked God for more help through that whole time. And God was so faithful without finding an older woman to help me. I believe that God led me through his word and through prayer. And I actually have numbered them. There are six ways that I changed pretty quickly that then carried me through the rest of my pregnancies and future children because I I would continue to have four more children. Well, we are looking forward to hearing about those six ways that God changed your heart and changed your attitude towards being a mom of boys. So go ahead and tell us what was the first thing. The first thing I understood was that I was looking at life as overwhelming and that being overwhelmed or feeling overwhelmed was actually a choice because there were, I met lots of women along this road that were not overwhelmed that had more sons than I did. So it obviously wasn't an equation. Four sons equals overwhelmed. I was allowing myself. And so I asked the Lord to help me with a better word. And the word that I came up with was busy. I am so busy. I am busy and blessed. And sometimes we just need, or I needed an attitude adjustment. And so that helped. The second thing I learned, and this was a little harder for me, was that easy doesn't necessarily mean better. So yes, it might have been easier for me if my children were quiet and didn't wrestle and didn't weren't as daring and risk takers, but that doesn't mean it's better. And where did I get that idea? And I had to think of Jesus on the cross. He did hard things for me. I can do hard things. I don't know where I thought I was owed everything to be easy. And easy doesn't mean better. And so once I understood, okay, so motherhood looks like it's going to be pretty hard. I mean, it's felt that way, but I'm going to look at it as busy. And it's a high calling. The third thing I learned was that I have the mind of Christ. And so I was no more, what do I do? I never know what to do. Where's the catalog or the um, manual to know how to raise all these boys? You know, you get a manual for the microwave. It's 40 pages long. And when you have a baby at the hospital, you get a one page piece of paper. But the Bible was my manual. And I had the wisdom of God was just a prayer away. The fourth thing, and this was probably one of the most impactful, if I could list the most impactful. And that is, it came to me that, During high school and college, I had a lot of jobs. In fact, I worked for a temp agency where within five days I could have three different jobs. But my job as a mom was irreplaceable. Nobody could do what I was doing with the children God gave me. No matter how the children entered your home, if they're calling you mom, there's a reason for it. So I was thinking about a brain surgeon that I was studying with my children at that time when I was homeschooling. And this was a famous brain surgeon. And he was highly you know, esteemed and he passed away and someone took his place. And that was an excellent brain surgeon also. And so no matter what job we can hold other than motherhood, we can be replaced. So I, we have, I had one of the highest callings. It was holy ground. 
It was sacred what I did in my home. And yes, it might have been monotonous. You know, how many diapers can you change and nursing and laundry and cleaning and cooking? And why did they get hungry three times a day? Didn't we just eat? But it was holy work and it was destined and an honor that God chose me to help these children learn the tools that they needed to fulfill their destinies apart from me. That was very important. Often I felt alone in a house full of, and this is point number five, I felt alone in a house full of noise and often chaos until I understood that I was never alone, that God was always hearing and always knowing and always seeing. And at that time, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but I started playing more praise music, more CDs and when we could, times when we were doing chores or times when we were eating. And just that music helped each of us in the house just have a better attitude. We are never alone. And the I shouldn't say the last point, but the sixth point I'm going to share with you is also very humbling for me to say, but again, I'm transparent if you listen to the first podcast. I kept saying to God over and over and over, when is it going to be time for me? Where's my dreams? I had big dreams. I went to college. I have credits past college. When is it me? Me, me, me. I can't even take a shower and use both shampoo and conditioner without little fingers going under the bathroom door trying to get in. When is it time for me? Until I finally had a revelation that there's nothing I could have been doing that would have ever brought me the joy that I would have in mothering if I would just accept it. So I think for me, the grass seemed greener. I kept thinking irrationally that for the next 30 years, I was going to be nursing babies, changing diapers, and never get out of the house. And I know that's irrational now, but in the thick of it, it seemed that that was my forever. And so when I understood that whatever I was thinking would bring me more joy or freedom would have never brought me the joy that God intended in the role I had at that very moment, serving him by raising these children. Bonnie, those are such good pieces of advice. And I was scribbling furiously as you were talking here because (laughs) I feel like I am kind of right in the thick of this journey of parenting and raising boys. And I know that someday, Lord willing, I will be able to look back and be able to analyze and appreciate like where I was or like what I could have done better, what I could have learned. And I know a lot of moms are right here where, where I am too. And just the fact that you were able to take a step outside of your situation and come up with those things. I think that was definitely God giving you the wisdom and helping you and changing your heart. And ultimately, I'm looking at this list of things and thinking none of these attitudes are possible without the grace of God working in our hearts. And even just choosing a different attitude, choosing to be like, I am busy and blessed. I'm not overwhelmed. I can do this through Christ because he's giving me strength. And your point about easy does not necessarily mean better. I feel like our culture and our society, everything is driving us towards simplify, make your life easier. How can you make your life easier? How can you make your life better? And you're right. You're absolutely right. God doesn't guarantee us an easy life and easy doesn't always mean better. And God is using the chaos in our lives as moms and the difficult things of parenting. He's using those things to shape us into his image. And he's using those things to that's right to create a heart that after Christ that he wants to have in us. And like you said, that I have the mind of Christ. That is such a good reminder to me that 
I'm not in this alone, that Christ is in me, the Holy Spirit of God is in me, and he can give me the power to change my attitude, and he can give me the power to to not get angry at my kids or to not feel overwhelmed all the time. And I can I can relate to your comment about sometimes I feel, I've told my husband, I was like, I feel lonely, but I'm desperate to be alone. <laughs> That is the truth. I was like, can I feel both of those things at the same time? Like, <laughs> especially yes. um, last spring when when everything was shut down. And I know a lot of parts of the country and world, maybe some of you listening still are kind of in a in a lockdown mode due to the pandemic. But there was a couple months there that all of my kids were home and my husband was home because he's a teacher and he was working from home. And and I was just so, I was so lonely because I wasn't seeing friends and I wasn't getting out. But at the same time, I was like, but I just want to be alone. <laughs> I get it. I get oh, and it. I'm sure um, even even without a pandemic going on right now, I know that, that many moms can relate to that. They just want some time alone, but yet they're so desperate for the fellowship and connection with, with other moms. May I share one more thing about those six points? Yes, please do. I needed to repent to my sons over each of those points. I felt that I needed to. And what happened, as seems to happen all the time with God, is that God used that so that my sons came to an understanding of the very things that God was helping me understand. So they started to understand that attitudes were choices. They understood that wisdom is just a prayer away. They understood that we're never alone. It was amazing to me how God used those points in my life, which then became part of my sons. And that's really character qualities that they kept through their childhood into elementary high school years and as young men. So God used those points. And I would have never thought that that could happen or even prayed that it would happen, but it did. Hmm, That is such a blessing. Um, So we're almost out of time here. And this has been such a great conversation again with Bonnie Greiner here. but. Okay, so my last question, and this is one of the things that I think a lot of boy moms fear, a big fear that boy moms have. At least it was one of my fears when I found out that we had all boys and I wasn't going to have any girls because we decided that we were done with four. I know that as boys grow up, the relationship with mom tends to grow apart a little bit, and that's good, and that's a healthy thing. Whereas with daughters, sometimes those relationships grow together. And I that's I know that's not standard across the board. I know that there are many moms who do not have a good relationship with their daughters and and moms who have amazing relationships with their sons and they're really close. But I'm just curious how you navigated that a little bit and what could you what advice could you give to moms who maybe are not at that stage yet, who don't have adult boys who but who want to do things now to ensure that when their sons are adults that they are still able to have a good relationship, that they want to come back for holidays, that they want to call their mom on the weekend. I mean, maybe that's pushing it. I don't know. (laughs) No, I don't think so. That's a great question. When we had our second or third son, our pastor's wife came to me privately and asked if she could talk to me. They had only, they had sons like you have four sons. And she said, Bonnie, I'm going to give you an important piece of information. I want you to store it in your heart, but I want you to start thinking about it now. My sons were very young. She said, you need to start releasing them because the best gift you can give them other than salvation in Jesus Christ is 
when they leave your home, that they would cling to their wife, that that family unit would be a wonderfully strong family unit, strong foundation that you are not a part of. You need to start releasing them. Not that you won't be a part of their life, but you need to start releasing your young sons now and with the understanding, or you will be a very hurt mama. And I thought about that and thought about that, and it made a big impact on my life because it enabled me to start preparing my heart to understand that. And I started praying for each of their spouses. I know not everyone gets married, but I started praying for each of my son's spouses that very day. And with the understanding that they would have a strong marriage, that God would be at the center. And as I did that day after day, releasing of my sons became so much easier. I also affirmed each of my children every day uh, while they were living in the home. And I would affirm my sons by saying things like, Oh, Ben, you are so wise. You're going to make such a great leader of your home if God leads you to have a home like that with a wife and children. As I said it, it seemed to help me with the understanding that one day they would be um, really involved in someone else's life. And my five sons and I have a really great relationship. And I think it's because of the advice of our pastor's wife. So the actual act of thinking about it and being intentional about it, God prepared my heart. And it wasn't hard. That is such amazing advice. And I know some moms are probably listening to this with tears on their eyes, like, no, "No, my babies can't go away. Like, how could they possibly leave me? I know. Um, But it's almost like it's the opposite. So you almost have to do the opposite of what feels natural in order to get the result that you want. I mean, and not that you're like, trying to manipulate a situation, but like Mm -hmm. if you cling to your kids so that they, so that you never lose them, if you cling to your sons so that they never leave you, they will push you away and they will run and you will never have them again. Whereas if you do what you suggested and what your pastor's wife suggested in releasing them to God and preparing them to be the head of their own household, then they will thank you for that and they will come back and they will That's right. and have a good relationship with you. That's exactly what happened. I mean, how many of us would want a husband who's more attached to his mom than us? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't want to be that mom. And so you're exactly right. That's exactly what happened. By releasing them, they want to come back. Yeah. That's such such good advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you back in like 20, <laughs> 20 years when my when my kids are I'll all be married. Here. <laughs> I'll help you. In my head, I'm like, I'm gonna be the mother-in-law. Like I am going <laughs> I to be the mother-in-law for all of my four sons. And how do I do that well? And how do I I don't know. So I, I'm not there yet. We've got we've okay. got a long ways to go, but I will okay. uh, You'll be great at it and I'll help you if you need help. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Anyway, no, that is so good. And Bonnie, we are so thankful for all the encouragement that you have given us. And we have so much to to hold on to and to learn from. And yes, it has just been such a joy to have you. So thank you so much for, for joining us here on Redeeming the Chaos. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this podcast. It's much needed. It was so great to have Bonnie back on our podcast for a second interview. If you would like to connect with Bonnie or find out more about her, you can visit her blog at mombyexample.com. 
I will have a link to her blog as well as affiliate links to her books on Amazon in the show notes. Let's close in prayer. Lord, raising boys is hard work. Please fill me with your spirit and give me the strength to do the job you have given me to do. And please help me to do it joyfully, not begrudgingly. Show me where I need you to change my attitude. I pray that you would give me both the power and the desire to do what pleases you. Amen. Hey, real quick before you go, do you know any other moms who are feeling overwhelmed by the daunting task of raising courageous boys? Would you do me a favor and share a link to this podcast episode with them? Also, if you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to leave a review for the show in iTunes. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 22 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.